This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to Get Psyched. I'm so happy to have this opportunity and be paired with Soulfire Productions. Shout out to Connor and Kelly, who are not only some of my dearest friends, but honestly changing the game for podcasts. You guys have totally changed my life and given me the opportunity to host these shows and have conversations like the one I'm having today. I sat down with my good friend, Jared Truby, who is co-owner of Cat and Cloud Coffee in Santa Cruz. This coffee shop is no joke. If you guys are in the Santa Cruz area or you have access to the interwebs, go either to Cat and Cloud Coffee or check them out online. Get some of their beans, have them sent to you. Their coffee is next level. I have been following their journey since they were at different coffee shops, watched them follow their dreams and create an outstanding culture at Cat and Cloud Coffee. I cannot rave about it enough. That is not an ad. That is just truly how I feel about these guys. But today's conversation is about so much more than coffee. Jared has learned so much through his failures and in that has reframed what a failure is. And we talk about ending generational trauma. We talk about mental health. We talk about ADHD. Honestly, you guys, like I already thought that Jared was so awesome and he got so much more rad after this conversation. I will link all the ways to get connected with him in the show notes. Be sure that you do check out his podcast, the Cat and Cloud podcast. Also check them out online. Check them out on the gram. Check them out wherever you are. And uh, without further ado, let's enjoy this show. I will see you on the other side. Clickbait. Watch this documentary because you're going to want to go back to the Nokia brick phone and just play Snake for well, the rest of your life. I love the Nokia. I used to be able to text without <laughs> looking on that thing. Yes. People would call me Michael. They would make fun of me. They're like, you're like Michelangelo because we'd be having a conversation, but I'd be texting somebody a conversation <laughs> at the side. Well, that's one of your skills. Weirdness, like yes, you is one of my skills. <laughs> <laughs> it's called ADD. Let's it's be called real. ADHD. And it works for me. Yeah, ADHD only these days. But it also is... So there's, you know, all this bit about multitasking, how it doesn't exist, that yeah. your, your brain actually flip flops, right? Between mm-hmm. two different tasks. But it sounds like that wasn't a, like you were able to maintain the conversation. I am able. It's weird. I don't think it's always good, but it is that ADD, ADHD can be a superpower in its time. I think it comes in spurts, though, like really hot spurts, and that's how my world works. I, there we go. I'm going to fix my mic. Now I sound like I'm far, less far away. Perfect. Um, yeah, I feel like ADD works in that way for me where I'm able to get in and do, for some people, six hours of work in an hour. Mm. And then now that I know myself and I've trained myself, I know how to make that work for my life. But if you don't have those tools or if you're not like me and you're, interested in learning about how all your shit works <laughs> i think it could be a really hard thing people 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 have a hard time with people with add i have a hard time being appropriate socially it's weird or comfortable socially is the better word comfortable socially mm-hmm. well it's interesting like m- a lot of the best minds that we have in this world and the most creative minds are adhd 
Yeah, I think I could be helpful. I, I know I'm helpful in a lot of ways, and that's a nice compliment. It doesn't feel that way, I think, to most of them. And I think that's because a lot of us feel isolated in that we will just be in our own heads so much that it's hard for us to consistently track. I can do something like this pretty well. It's almost like if you're performing with ADD, ADHD. Uh, yeah. It's almost, uh, I liken it to those people, in, in my mind, this is how I describe it. I liken it to the people who have stutters, but when they sing, they don't. Or when they can put themselves in that mindset, they don't. And I, I do that well. So I, I feel like I can perform well. What's hard for me is that it's authentic when I'm performing for the very most part, although I'm putting on a little show. And then I'm so different that people are like, are you being fake or not? And I'm like, weirdly, I'm being the same in my head. I can just focus it differently. Yeah. That's what's hard for me. Wow. Because I can't describe that to people in a way that makes sense to them because they're not me. Totally. Yeah. And how does, so, I mean, we kind of jumped into this, but you own Cat and Cloud Coffee. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. Backstory. Backstory. I own a coffee company. He owns a coffee company yes. that's awesome. If you guys are ever in Santa Cruz slash e-commerce. Yes, e-commerce. You can grab you can grab coffee online, but how does that come across running a business, working with people, communication styles, all differing? Mm, Okay. So what I've learned, I have to be very direct and that can come off intimidating. Mm. Otherwise I come off aloof and fun. And when you're a leader, people, you have to, that, (laughs) <laughs> that charisma that apparently I have is helpful. But if you want to be the kind of leader who directs people to big change, there's this weird gap where you have to bring them in close and it's true and honest and caring, but there's that jump where they're like, oh, I thought we were friends, but mm. you're their boss. So there's this natural communication thing that I do. And then a lot of people <laughs> think that, oh, this guy kind of got lucky. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Occasionally, they'll come, uh, you know, like, you're this weird bro. You're this goofy dude. And then I'll come direct, and I'll talk about all my passions and things. I'll be like, whoa, okay. And it's almost like I win them over, and they just get confused. A lot of people get confused by me. Because I have a lot of convictions and a lot of direction and a lot of clarity around what is important. And I think I have a lot to contribute. But then how I present as a human being, if I'm not trying to do that. If you're not performing. Yes, is completely all over the place because I am. I like I don't have unless I'm extremely interested. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in all the way and it's really weird. And then I'll start seeing myself in my head and I'll start being like, am I paying attention enough? Oh, shit. Do I sound cool? Wait, are they? And and it's really a weird place to live for me. Wow. So Mm -hmm. there's this I'm hearing that there is this kind of duality of like. I'm your boss. I need to be directive. Mm -hmm. And my authentic self is kind of this like goofy all over the place guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think people can feel. I know that some of the people who have been closest to me can't get their mind around that, especially people who have worked for me and don't work anymore. They can't Mm -hmm. seem to grasp that I can be both, which I love that. I'm like, I can be both. We in the world. That's one of my favorite things now is like the word and capitals is so key to the world. You mm. can you can be both super angry and on the same team. You can be both like, I don't want to be around you and so whatever. Right. Whatever that is. The difference between, that's something I talk about a lot with my clients is the difference between and and but. Mm-hmm. And when you start bringing awareness to that, mine was, I would say something 
followed up with but. Mm -hmm. And my therapist was like, you know, every time you do that, you negate all of those positive things you just said in that sentence. Mm -hmm. And so trying to say, I am really great and my business is flourishing and all of these things are happening and I don't feel like I deserve it or and, you know, these different things. You can live that truth Mm -hmm. and the power of language is so, so crazy. It's insanely crazy and i also think we have so far to come in terms of being open to that it's it's, the world somehow feels to me like it got to a place where it is a very this or that Mm -hmm. and that's it and there's no between and that's absolutely not true there the world is full of full of gray area more so than anything else and i love the end but for people who you know, I, I'm very big picture for, for most of the time. Like I can go, I can go details, but that just kills my energy. I can do it for a while and I have had to, and I've had to learn to, it's a tool I've picked up, but I live in the big picture. And so I'll share with people I trust the whole vision. And they're like, what the, where do I even start? And I'm like, that's for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's your part. Like I know how it all needs to work together. This is now your job. That's why you're here. And then they'll want me to engage on a certain level. And when I can't, they'll just be like, you're full of it. Like you can talk it, but you can't walk it. And I'm like, I can walk it. I just need to talk it and walk it up here. I can't talk it and walk it through the details. And that's what a team is for. And just, there is a lot of work that was done on that, in that kind of mindset. And we're to this place in our company now where it's been really the people who trust and have come along with us like, Oh, I see how it works. Like, you can be a mentor and a guide because you've had to figure out every detail kind of on your own. I didn't have mentors really mm-hmm. or anybody who taught me for the last 20 years of coffee. There are some mentors. I'm not, I'm being kind of ridiculous in saying that, but I didn't have somebody who took my hand and walked me through it. They just saw my talents and they kind of brought me with because of the presence I have. And then I had to figure it out on my own by just being told how lame I was my whole life. And that's, that's, really kind of the truth they'd be like you're the golden child but also you suck at this you suck at this you suck at this and i would take that so personally well that's a that is personal well it is (laughs) well even if they weren't saying you that's how i would take it so they'd be like the job's not good enough and i'd be like well teach me and they wouldn't got it be like one of those a lot of like so i learned how to from high school on my coach basketball you need to score 20 points a game or else we're not gonna have a winning season i'm like oh cool no pressure right can, I, can you help me learn how to do that? And not really. And that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, there's always, it goes back to the duality. It goes back to, you know, the American dream. If you work hard enough, this will happen. Mm. And if we look around us, it's like, there are people that work so hard. Drive through Watsonville and you see everyone out in those strawberry fields. Those motherfuckers are working super hard. Harder than us. Harder than us. Yeah. And are going home with pennies at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And there's, so then you pair that with someone saying, you know, the job isn't good enough or you didn't score enough baskets. And it, in my world, you can tell me if this relates to you, but in my world, that's like, okay, then I have to be a perfectionist. Like I've yes. got to be a people pleaser and I've got to be a perfectionist. And it sounds like you've found a way to kind of go beyond that, like see that for what it is and move forward. And that's, that's recent. The, f- the understanding of it was there. But what's been interesting to learn is you have to 
you have to have people. I mean, all this is teamwork, right? Nobody should have to strive to be a perfectionist and a people pleaser on their own. Like, this is the importance of community to me. This is the importance of having good friends and communication and just people. And one hard part about the ADHD is that people have a hard time relating with you. So they have to, like, live with how weird. Not weird. That's actually not the right. They have to live with how all over the place you are and see you, me, like, as a verbal processor, as somebody who, like, talks out their thoughts and they have to be able to handle that so many people are like shut the fuck <laughs> up and i'm like totally i'm just describing everything so that i can get to my point yeah and weirdly i think well so there's that and then there's being able to be confident in what you know and look at the track record of things that have happened because of your presence so i think what people often do especially leaders is they take somebody with skills or something that's good and they kind of bring them along but they don't point out all the good along the way and they don't point out like how they're growing and helping and so when you get told all the time all the things you're not doing right you have to start noticing for yourself okay what is a bigger picture here what has happened because of my presence and when everybody in the world's telling you that you're not doing things right it's basically counterintuitive to say they're all telling me i'm wrong but this is what my world looks like around when I'm here. And when I'm not here, it doesn't look like that or feel like that. And people tell me. So you have, it's a really hard world to live in. But yeah. you have to be able to see that. And uh, up until maybe the last month, and I'm still getting through it, just to be able to say, okay, the shit that I've done and the things that I have worked on and the perspectives that I've given have yielded these things to these companies in the past. And I can own that, whether they like it or not, if I wasn't there, that wouldn't have happened. And it's not all me, but it is my presence in the context of where I was at. So I was valuable. And even in the company here, being young as a company owner, you know, I'm 38. So as a company owner, relatively young, and then bringing on people who are so, so smart, there's so much that you learn between the ages of 20 and 35. 20, 20 and 25 is one gap, I'd say, 26. Yeah. <laughs> and then 26 to 30 is a pretty big gap. And then 30 to like 35 is another huge, like significantly large gaps. And you have this challenge of bringing on smart people who will disagree and poke holes, but they, you just can't argue with experience. Mm. So there's something intangible, intangible about experience where the people you bring on should in the future be better than you if you're a good teacher. That's mm -hmm. what I want. I want everybody who comes to work with or for me to be better than I am comparatively so at 26 I sh they should be 10 times better than i was at 26 etc cetera, etc cetera. the problem with that is if you bring on the wrong people or you aren't as upfront and, and direct about who you are what your company's about and all that they can essentially especially if you trust them more than they trust you which has been a problem for me mm. if you trust them more than they trust you they could essentially tip you off your horse and essentially get back into that you're all over the place. Like nobody's going to follow you. You're not doing it right. And you can start believing that because you trust them so much. And that's been a hard learning process for me is I want to give that trust to people and get it back the same. And if that doesn't happen, that can be pretty wounding. And I've been living with that. Like you're doing it wrong. You're not on it. You're not on it. You're not on it. And I'm like, when that went away, yeah, everything started getting better here. And I'm like, oh, shit, I was on it. I just wasn't owning it. And I wasn't owning myself and being proud of myself in the ways that I am. And, and just owning my flaws, too. It's like my flaws don't change. Fuck it. Everybody's got flaws. 
Everybody. Everybody's got flaws. Do you expect me to not have flaws as an owner? Like, I'm the one person in the world who can't have flaws while everybody else can? That's no, not you have okay. to be perfect, Jared. Yeah. Always. Owners. Always. Leaders. Perfect. Every time. Always. So that's been huge for me is going, you know what? You, you can be right, but not here. If that's what you think about me, just don't be with me. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. We can move forward without you and without, and, and you can still be like a friend. What if we just don't get there? It, uh, that brings up two things for me, but my, my first burning question is, was there a moment? Was there an event? Like what triggered this mindset shift mm -hmm. around, like, how did that, how did you gain clarity around, Ooh, wait, I might share shit something. is awesome when I am around. I might, this is probably the first time I've shared this publicly. Only a few people know, but I started microdosing ah. mushrooms. Uh, so I started microdosing mushrooms and the reason I did that is I had been on whatever antidepressants, uh, ADHD medicine and anti-anxiety medicine for years. Mm. And I just, I do research. I'm, I'm really about trying to help myself. I'm like, okay, I'm doing everything. There's something just not clicking. Like the truths that I know, I don't feel. Ooh. I can tell myself all day, and this is something that I'm kind of annoyed about in the world, is it's like, well, you just got to repeat the truths and live in the truths. And, um, and it's like, you can tell yourself the truth forever and not feel the truth. You're like my post-it note that says you are awesome all over my mirror. You could tell me I'm awesome. If I don't believe you, I don't believe you. And I, and I don't know what that is. It's probably conditioning forever. I did EMDR, I did, I did therapy, and it, and it was helpful for sure. But none of it's stuck enough to physically just connect those dots. Mm -hmm. And so there was other things. It's like, okay, I found out that antidepressants, like your body's actually going to adjust its serotonin levels after you take it. So it's actually relatively rendering itself ineffective over time unless you continue to up the dose. So cool. I'm not treating, I'm treating a symptom forever theoretically. Right. Not a cause. Totally. Uh, ADHD medicine, I'm actually not anti because that comes and goes. That's like in and out. It's not like a... It stays or it doesn't. And I, th I think I still kind of believe in that in low, low doses. Um, and then anti-anxiety, I'm like, okay, so a lot of your anxiety actually could come from some of the ADHD symptoms. It could come from a lot of the self-worth stuff. It could come from this truth not being sunk into who you are. Everything, um, any challenge is personal. Any challenge is shaming. Any challenge is, instead of it being like, a challenge is just a person's opinion differing from yours. That's it. Right. And so what I started looking at a lot as I looked into Paul Stamets and all these people who have done the research and, and I wasn't interested in doing like a, a huge trip cause that's not, I'm not anti at all. I did it when I was in high school and all that, but I was like, okay, how can you change the mind and what are the effects? And so one of the things I found out about mushrooms is that it helps to, uh, not impair, but to lower the fear response. Mm. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I have an active, extremely active amygdala, my whole life since I was like six I've had insane anxiety before I even have memories my parents told me that I would cry about going to San Francisco because that's where I heard AIDS started and I'm like I have no memory of this wow so it's like deep in me and I think it's a hereditary thing as well it's yeah well I, we know it can be a hereditary absolutely thing. It can be passed down so my mom had trauma there's like obvious stuff I'm like okay cool so I picked that up and then I was like if I can model and we're going deep now, but thanks for it. You just did it. So have fun. <laughs> but I'm like a dad. I'm like, okay, cool. So 
I can already see the ADHD and the anxiety manifesting in my oldest daughter. Mm. One of the best ways to ensure that we can break this familial tie, this eugenic pass down problem is to model, fix, et cetera, with yourself. Right. Start to heal myself. Start to heal myself. And if your daughter or people are young enough or in a perfect world, if I could have got to this before I had kids, then they wouldn't have picked up as much. But so anyways, long story short, found out that I'm like, okay, cool. It helps your mind connect all the pieces like pathway, new neurogenic pathways. I'll get some lion's mane, which is another thing that helps with that and et cetera, et cetera. And I started and I started, I wrote down some truths to myself and I'd repeat them. I'd, you know, truths like, okay, when people are mad and they're coming to you, it's not your fault. They're not mad at you. Remember that when people are extreme, I, I had a hard time with people's high energy emotions, even though I'm a high energy emotional person. So I was like, okay, if they're coming at you with this, it's okay. And I would just slowly work on different truths and I would start monitoring my responses and dramatic change to me. Yeah. Insanely dramatic change. And that was part of it. Just being able to own, okay, wait, this is, this is you. And then I had days where I was like, this is the first day in my memory where I haven't had a panic. Nobody knew. I never talked about having panic. I'd have at least one panic attack a day and I'd wow. have to like work through it. And people would just be like, oh, he's super weird. And I'm like, well, no, I'm just having panic attacks and I don't like talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because nobody's ever like given the opportunity or the platform Mm -hmm. to normalize that or to say exactly what you just did. Right. Like fear, panic, these trauma, it's all stored in our body. Deep. Yeah. And with different medications, with different, you know, and grounding mechanisms are incredible Mm -hmm. to get you like through the acute moment yeah and then there needs to be a time that we actually process and we sit with and we own yeah this happens Mm -hmm. and you know as cliche as it sounds it's cliche because it's true right the fastest way is through yeah and if we spend these times with medications or numbing or alcohol or drugs Mm -hmm. or these other things sex Mm -hmm. We're never actually going through. Right. We're, we're attacking that, that symptom, mm-hmm. not the cause. And, um, you know, something I love that you said that I kind of wanted to circle back to is it sounds like you've had this beautiful opportunity of noticing how your own trauma is manifesting in your little ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Would you say that was a big motivating factor behind wanting to get clear on these things? Yeah. So I was always, I'm I'm pretty health focused in terms, just holistic health, right? Mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all that. But then seeing that in my child, and being like, okay, well, if I don't know how to, I'm like, I'm like, great, like we'll get her into therapy and people can help her. But I know that you're going to get generally kind of like a one directional piece depending on where you put them. Right. So if you're going to a doctor, they're going to give you a prescription generally. Mm-hmm. And the best doctors will say also get exercise and rest and drink good water. And that's in that three so minute pull up the internet yeah. and figure that out yourself. Right. The three minute window that they get sure. to talk to you. Yeah. And like, and, w- and luckily I do have like a, a private practice. Sounds good. I don't think it sounds loud though. That's the good news. But, um, and then you go to a therapist and maybe the same thing, but also good stuff. Like maybe breathing techniques, maybe some small tools, uh, journaling, the stuff like that. But I'm like, okay, again, find that on the internet. 
So I was always like, I want to be able to know in my heart how things work and to be able to model and also to be ahead of it enough that I'm a resource as she grows up. I'm not by any means interested in giving my daughter microdose mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to... I don't know. I just don't want to be behind in that. I want to be able to, I just know that our world in America is pretty limited by all the systems that we have and all the problems. So I know there's more out there and we have maps in town, which is the multiple multidisciplinary, whatever association. Association of psychedelic You know what it is. Yeah. You just study it. (laughs) So it was important for me to, the biggest thing is knowing the only way to break that. And I've always felt that I was the one to break all this stuff in my family's lineage. My sister's deep, 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 just out of recovery for 15 years. She's over a year clean for the first time. Since wow. Like basically high school. Yeah. Theoretically good. I'm not getting excited until it's real. It's one There's day at a time for everybody. Yes. And so like proud of also like I have 15 years saying it's not going to last. So I'm excited and also see, see how it goes. Uh, but I want to be the one who breaks that for my children. And so that, to me, it was kind of the task to, at hand. And I know it'll be an ongoing process. It's a one day at a time, forever growth. But I do know now that I could be helpful for other people if they can see bas- past the aloof ADHD guy and see that I've actually done my research and gone through some things and I'm not trying to like be a guru, but I'm also like, okay, look, I've gotten pretty deep into breath work. That's pretty helpful. And this is what microdosing mushrooms did for me and the science behind it. It doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying like, if I've experienced a relatively miraculous feeling transformation, it has been with that little caveat of microdosing mushrooms. And it's, that's my truth. Yeah. And that's great. So yeah, it is. It's just that whole thing. Like, I don't want to live with fear for no reason when I can tell myself this isn't fear that makes any sense, but still feel it. So, yeah. you know. And, well, it, it's it's stored, like you said earlier, like you have an overactive amygdala mm-hmm. that is like emotion and files that away with any other time you've ever felt that fear. Mm-hmm. So even if you're like, I'm sorting through papers and I might get a paper cut right now. I'm afraid of that. That's just as scary as the time <laughs> that like my life was in danger. Yeah. Our brain, although it's incredible, it doesn't know a lot. Mm-mm. And it, it tries to be as efficient as possible mm-hmm. and go on autopilot. To, like it would suck to have to remember how to use a straw every single time you want to remember course. it. Yeah. So it does really incredible things for us yeah. until we start talking trauma, until we start talking false core beliefs. Mm-hmm. Because... It's like, oh, yeah, like I'm automated to think this is just as fearful as something else. Yeah. Isn't that gnarly? S- insane. It's, it's really insane. It's a, and, and nobody, you know, I, I, <laughs> I say there's like a handful of things that they should teach us in high school. Yeah. And aside from like doing your taxes and all of those things that you should generally learn, it's like teach us about our bodies. Mm-hmm. Te- not just like piss poor sex ed, yeah. right? But like teach us about trauma. And give us this opportunity. Teachers, there's, just, I mean, we can go into every different system, but so many people are working in a broken system and we're wondering why things aren't changing. Oh, it's so painful. The whole thing is there's, yeah. And I'm not trying to like dismantle the system. That's, 
Well, I am, actually. <laughs> I was like, eh, kind of. Through my business, I actually am trying to dismantle the system. I'm trying to create a new approach to the system is really what I'm trying to do. But you're right. The whole thing is wrong. And it's from the beginning. Like, okay, I was the poor kid. Then my parents put me into private school with financial aid, which I didn't know about until we tried to transfer me from the one private school to the other one. And my principal brought me in and yelled at me because my parents were too poor to send me to the other school. As like a fifth grade, sixth grader. And they're like, how are you going to go up to that school? Your parents are too poor. And I'm like, I, I didn't know we were that poor. I knew we were poor. Wow. And then you're like, and I've been boom, I'm going to just get smacked with reality yeah. that I'm in fifth grade it's and <laughs> totally. totally ready to take and on. And the ADHD thing. And they're like, you just can't do your school and you're not the smart and you get just enough grades. And then I had one teacher who was amazing. And he's like, hey, you're pretty brilliant, actually. But you just don't seem to care. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like... Those people, yeah. though, those people are the game changers. Mm -hmm. Like when we start to look into attachment and like good enough parenting and all these things, what all the science is showing is that like, well, first off, our caretakers are human. They're going to make mistakes sure. just like leaders, just like anyone else. Yeah. Right. They're doing the best they can with what they've got. Mm -hmm. Some caretakers are less fit than others, whether there's mental health issues, addiction, mm -hmm. abandonment, whatever. But if there is that one person in a kid's life that shows them like true unconditional positive regard and yeah. shows them some, like tells them that positive, like, Hey, everyone else is telling you you're fucking up, yeah. but here's all the amazing things you're doing. That is enough to completely change the course of that child's life. Oh, it was for sure. I had an eighth grade teacher and that was what it was about. You know, he would see, and the way he taught, though, he, he was wise. Every, I mean, everything he taught was in the context of a simulation where he'd build it out and make it tactile. So it wasn't about the books. It wasn't about the assignments almost at all. It was about how are you seeing the big picture. And one of my favorite things that he taught was the cattywampus, and it was in the context of, uh, I don't know, whatever it was, it was we were going to go dig up fake bones. <laughs> yes. That's what he did. He literally set it out. We were going to be archaeologists for the day. You were going to be Indiana Jones. We were basically. And he went through and he said, okay, we're going to have a test on this. And he started the whole thing. He's all, here is a skeleton. And it was like fake made up. It looked like a saber-toothed cat of the cattywampus, which there's no evidence it ever exists. And then he went and taught us a class for a whole hour on this fake thing. Yeah. And all we had to remember is that he said at the beginning, it doesn't exist. And that's, that was the whole answer. So there's a, a test at the end before we went outside of like 20 questions from the lecture. And... None of them were worth a point except for the first one, which is like, does this animal exist or whatever? What was, what is the most important thing to remember from this? And if you remember, this animal doesn't exist. That was the point. It's like the point is to think for yourself and to pay attention because people are going to tell you whatever they feel like telling you is important to them. And it's not necessarily true. You need to think for yourself. And that was generally the overarching theme of the year. And then everything else. Wow. Yeah. And there was tons of stuff. You'd build out a a whole a risk board across the whole classroom which is probably as big as this courtyard and built little two-story forts in the context of uh japan and germany etc cetera, etc cetera. and you could play the game as long as you made historical moves so you had to go find it in the book this is what happened in history so let's do this and then we could have a little luxury but it was like learning while applying while playing while being in something and not just learning to learn and he was the one and that is exactly what you needed totally like to play there to play yeah play is the most important thing okay i shouldn't say the most it's up there. it's up there especially in early childhood mm -hmm. development like 
you learn so many life skills, how to take turns, how to lose. Yeah. Like I cannot tell you in business, in fitness, in other areas of my life that people are conditioned mm -hmm. that like losing, failing is not okay. Totally. And it's like, have you ever literally done anything? Yeah. Like, you're probably going to be really it's bad at get it weird. and you're going to fail. Yeah. And how can you take that on mm -hmm. and know that a failure doesn't make your whole life or your whole business or your whole fitness career mm -hmm. a wash? That's been the duality for me is walking through. It's almost like self-regulating the understanding of, okay, cool. So because of how I was brought up, I'm going to learn now by failing a shit ton. And I have to accept that I hate it, but I also know that I'm, all, I'm not afraid of it. Mm. So that's been really, I think, one of the things about being a business owner and doing the things that we do, a lot of which are on paper or even the way I talk about it, like not necessarily relatable, even though they're inspiring. It almost to some people sounds frou-frou. It's because of that. I'm like, okay, well, I'm the guy who's just going to fail a thousand times at something and get really good at it because it means something to me to be good at it, probably because I'm afraid and I need to be a perfectionist, but I'm just going to get after it on my own and suck, 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 suck until I'm good. Mm. So that's been an, the positive double-edged sword there where it's, it's like emotionally hurt me in the past for a really long time. And now it's serving me in the same way as I had a friend reach out out of sort of nowhere today and be like, hey, just thanks for being there for us so consistently over the years. And I responded, I'm like, yeah, I think me not feeling like anybody was there for me forever has made me realize how important it is to just be there for people. And even though I still yearn for people to be there for me and when maybe I don't feel like I get it enough, it's because of that that I'm this. And so mm. that's a cool, beautiful thing that I don't necessarily have positive feelings about that I'm happy I can bring positivity to other people because of. And I see those learning phases. So there's beauty in that pain too. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was it Edison that said, I didn't fail 99 times. I just found 99 ways that didn't work. Yeah. And I remember reading that being like, oh shit. <laughs> you <laughs> know, right. like oh, there it is. There's like, there's the reframe. Mm -hmm. So being a business owner, being a mentor, being a leader, is there kind of this... Like I know bringing positivity is really important sure. and sharing what you've learned is really important. How does, how do you also then honor when someone on the team has a perceived failure, something that they have the opportunity to learn from? I mean, there's the grace behind, well, for, I think what I try to do first, right, is to, and what we try to do as a company, how can we get it to not feel personal as soon as possible. So we mm. start off with, and, and again, this has been our, our work since the beginning of the pandemic and a lot of what I've been so inspired in Chris as well, diving back into running our company, our ownership group as well, but he and I are really excited about it is, okay, cool, we need to actually kill the personal feelings first in terms of, okay, this is our mission, this is our vision, these are our values, here's why they work the way they do, here's what you're signing up for. So when we, coach you or train you or follow up with you already know that you will work here because we believe in you and we've got your back so i understand it won't be easy to understand because the world has probably trained you otherwise but know that and and this is on us too is in terms of how we deliver right and follow up 
conversationally, let's talk about this. And they get it wrong. It's like, okay, not quite, but here's what, where we're at and here's where we're going. You get that? You dig that? Here's why. And we start that conversation as best we can. And then we tell them there's going to be times when it's just going to be direct and straightforward. Hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do it like this. I need you to go do it like this every time and not like that. And when you build that trust, you start with the trust of this is what we expect and what we're about and why we're about it. This is being heard from the owners and you know that I don't look down on you for not understanding it. I just want you to be better because we're all going in the same direction. That is the beginning, I think, of a cultural change in business that will allow us to be really open, honest, direct. I, I can foresee a vision of being able to say you literally made me feel like shit. I could just be like, yo, you talked to me like this. It made me feel like shit. And we don't talk to each other like that because of this. I know you were frustrated. It's still not okay. And then the person would be like, fuck, yeah, it was an off day. And then you talk about it and you just move on. Right. And maybe a little apology for sure. Like it's not, but it's not about the shaming at that point. It's just like, are we on the same page? Are we together still? Cause we should be, I'm on your page still. That sucked. And you're like, yeah, I'm on your page too. That sucked. Maybe you talk about something that I did like two weeks ago that you've been holding on to and you didn't talk about. It. It's like, cool. Let's just talk about that sooner next time because there's no reason for us to feel like this for two weeks or whatever. Or however long. Or however long. Is that, you know, I know that earlier in the conversation you said, I'm not trying to dismantle the system. Well, kind of am. It's not on Is purpose. Is it that? Though. No, because it's, I don't think it's dismantling a system. I just think it's, uh, this is this is maybe where ADHD, the, the whole like fail or a uh, hundred million ways it doesn't work and the yeah, way yeah. it does. People get in, uh, can be like, dude, this guy's crazy. He has to try and make, he has to make everything better. And I do. I'm a little Gordon Ramsay in that way. I do. <laughs> I want to. But at the same time, I, if I see that life could have been better for me, I'm not the only one in the world that would be better if I could have just, somebody could have treated me and taught me to trust the conversation and be like, it's okay to be direct. It's okay if you don't like what they said, as long as you know that we're on the same team and we're going somewhere. So the idea is not to dismantle. The idea is just to make it better. Make it better. Just make it better. It is. F I don't know that you're going to remember this, but my first interaction, I mean, I think we had interacted. I, I mean, we verved it. We verved I, I it. Served, I served you verves forever. Forever. Yeah. So Verve is the coffee shop that you I helped start the company. Helped start yeah. before Cat and Cloud. Yeah. And I would go in there, you know, classic CrossFitter. Oh, feels like Just eons on ago. And it up. I was like, I got to go get my cold brew, got to go get my latte, got to totally. go get my coffee cuz it's the only thing that CrossFitters do is lift weights and drink coffee. No sugar, please. No sugar, please. Um and I remember getting coffee from you quite a bit and then one day being like you weren't there and someone else made my coffee and it was good you know it was good coffee but I remember thinking like damn I wish Jared was here and so the next time I went in and you were making coffee I like made it a point to be like you make the best latte in this place <laughs> and I'm and like I know right and you were so kind about it. you're like oh man like thanks and uh and that was kind of my first interaction was just like what you were saying of like, it's okay to own our successes. We kind of talked about this a little bit mm -hmm. before the show, but like your, your perfectionism has also fueled what has made this entire company. Sure. So you're learning exactly what you're saying, how to like live with that double-edged sword mm -hmm. of like, when is it serving me? When is it not? Totally. And I do have to let stuff go that I wouldn't want to. You yeah. Know, there are details all over the place where, 
for the sake of my own mental sanity, nobody's going to be perfect. Even in my company, I have to accept like 80% of what I see and just keep working on it positively. Because you don't want to burn people out either. Like my boss is freaking an insane driver of just this coffee place. And it's like, we could be more. And I, I think our company could be a really important piece of the future of coffee industry or just business in general actually we're bigger than just coffee i yeah but it's gonna take a minute we're only four shops however we're not even four years old till next week Ooh, next week week. well yeah so whenever this comes out uh this is yeah on uh, september 30th we are four years old which is seven days from today that is huge the show will not be out quite yet no but We'll have a big celebration. <laughs> totally you guys got to go online. Is Get it catandcloud.com? Yeah, catandcloud.com. Yeah. We got our shit together. You'll have to check out all the coffee. Give them some birthday love. Totally. Some four-year-old. Chris and I are going to start actually our, a Patreon podcast that's just for that. So we have our Cat and Cloud podcast, and that's going to be fun and cool, and we'll be on it some. But we're going to start another one where we're going to get our more weird. <laughs> that's weird? We're going to get pretty real. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's what that's <laughs> all about. The kind of real, yeah, because, I mean, and just to, like, pregame it in case you go straight there, our company lives under a set of values and things that Chris and I super believe in in terms of how a company runs. Individuals are more than just the values of a company, and we live outside of it as well. And, and right, the and. There's a lot of and that is not really appropriate for me to bring to a business setting ah. that I could share comedically shit talking just fun real talk where it's like just my perspectives of the world hell yeah <laughs> and a more and and chris's and some will be serious and some will not but so just for a little bit of backstory chris is one of your business partners yes yeah. there's three correct correct awesome but you and chris are doing you have the cat and cloud podcast which sounds more business oriented is someone else going to host that so Alex is taking it over and we've been going real slow on it since the pandemic started, but we started that in 2015 and it, it's, it became the most popular coffee podcast on earth. And that's not insane to say it's a pretty niche market, but yeah. And then uh, as we move on, it was about leadership, business development and coffee more started with coffee and progressed to the others. And while we'll still keep that, there's just more to what, to how Chris and I would conduct ourselves as human beings aside from the company and we'll still integrate it. But it's one of those things where it's like you can pay with the understanding and the knowledge that the way we conduct ourselves in our business is not going to include a lot of the shit that we're about to talk about. on this. Can you give me a little sneak preview? Can you give us a little, a little, uh, (laughs) something, something, a little trailer? Uh, (laughs) Maybe the best way to say it is like if your name came up, not yours personally, but somebody's name that we know and love and we were to just like positively talk trash about as a friend and just be able to have fun with it and just be to be able to call out inconsistencies in the way that people act and talk and do like across the world. There's a lot that we say behind doors where you have to understand that Chris and I don't, it's the and, right? Like yep. I can talk so much shit about somebody and they can't about me and still love them and think highly of them. And just being able to do that is one real, one fun, one entertaining. And it doesn't have to be just bringing somebody down, but just whatever. I mean, there could be cafe reviews that are honest and real and sometimes funny because the way we talk is super inappropriate <laughs> and, and funny. And people just have to understand that ahead of time and realize that people, I guess authenticity is the way to do this. How many of us, even down to for the most part, like if we know people in the world are going to listen, 
we censor ourselves a little bit because we want to be respectful of that one person or that one thing, or I don't know, not everybody's just fully authentic. What we're really thinking in our minds most of the time, we don't say verbatim. We want to try to start doing that. Hell yeah. And that's why it's like, we, it has to be a Patreon. Oh. If anybody can listen to it, they're just going to consider us potentially problematic. I'm sure somebody can find a problem in anything, right? Especially totally. in this day and age. I mean, that's what Patreon's for, though. You yeah. find, like, I am fully looking forward to the Lindsay roast coming up on... Uh, or roasting people. <laughs> roasting roasting oh. people. Um, that's awesome. I've, I've debated doing... I haven't told very many people this, but yeah, as we're are. talking Patreon, how great would it be? Like, you're sitting here on Get Psyched. This is awesome. We talk about some really rad shit. Sure. Patreon... You get 30 more minutes of the show. My last name's Locke, right? Locked and loaded. So we, it stops rolling. At least you for the public. At least for the public. You choose whatever it is you choose. Mics fire back up for 30 minutes of unfiltered, right. unplugged. Going off. Locked and loaded That's on whatever. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's sort of where we're going. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, if, if and when that launches. You want to come with? <laughs> let's do it. You're coming with. You're coming with. We'll have to have you and Chris on the show. Oh, we'll talk uh, shit. And then, and then have Locked and Loaded ready, ready and geared up. I'm here for to you. Go. <laughs> so um, other than the podcast and the Patreon that's launching, where can people find you? I mean, okay, you can find me at Jared underscore Truby as a, as a, actually you shouldn't go to that one. That's just if you want to follow me being a, a goofy dude. Which is great. It's fine, and it's good, and it's just not going to make any... It's going to be ADD in, a, in a Instagram. You can follow me, actually, at True Leadership Diaries. That's where I'm going to try to be more serious. If you want to follow businessy stuff and my process there, I just... I don't get excited about that stuff right now. I feel like, for me, it's a lot of... <laughs> 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 but but it is good. So you can follow me there, and I and I would appreciate it. I know it's helpful, and, and you will hear me talk about things that matter to me, and I think it could be helpful for you. So go find me, True Leadership Diaries. Other than that, it's catandcloud.com, and our uh, Instagram is catcloudcoffee because that's what it is. So it doesn't line up. Who cares? Figure it out. We're not perfect, <laughs> we're right? Not, we're not perfect, nor was I interested in being. That's that. <laughs> go find us at one of our shops in Santa Cruz, and maybe you'll see us out in the world. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jared. This for is sure. great. For sure. <laughs> Congrats.